0: Maybe. (laughs) I have the Aretha Franklin song in my mind. Okay, just about. Here we go.
1: Hello, and welcome to The Social Recruiting Show. I'm Katrina Collier. I'm a social recruiting trainer and keynote speaker. I'm, of course, of course, of course, I can't speak, joined by my gorgeous co-host, Audra Knight, who is an employer branding genius, nerd, geek, whatever she calls herself this week, bass player an all-round groovy person with purple hair. Today is our 50th show. Yay! We're slightly funny. Yeah. We're slightly. Yeah, we're doing just hands. And today, our special guest is Kate Allison. Senior Researcher and Trainer at Zillow, not Pillow, even though we've had a whole Pillow conversation off there <laughs> that you just don't want to know about. I was honored to meet Kay when she was sitting in the front row with me at SourceCon, and super excited to have her on today's show. So thank you for joining in. Thank, thank you. Yeah,
0: thank thank you. you, I'm very excited. Can you give us a little background as to your career and how you ended up at Zillow? Oh goodness. Uh, well, I started in recruiting in 1998 At a a startup, I was recruited by my wife, um, who was a recruiter. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And it was when, uh, back in the old days, uh, it's really amazing. um, I remember going through paper and negotiating with newspapers and stuff like that on job postings. Um, I had a boss who gave me his credit card (laughs) and said, hey, I trust you. Don't buy anything really expensive. And um, I started out, um, my passion was the Internet. And I had a little Apple. um, And then Google wasn't even around. It was just the World Wide Web or the spider or whatnot. And I think my first uh, sourcing experience was AOL Chat rooms and stuff like that, and I just found it really amazing and yeah, From there it was the chat box who will not know what you're talking about. <laughs> say that again.
1: there are people in the chat box who won't know what that means
0: <laughs> I know right that's why I'm feeling really old, but um but it was so just old. you know there's the I just struck something I remember when I was being interviewed, didn't know what to expect. It was my first group interview. Um, I was actually a cosmetologist. So as a cosmetologist, I had blonde hair, spiky, dressed in black, makeup and jewelry. I go in for an interview and I had, did research wow. on the company and I did yeah. a presentation. Imagine doing research on the company before an interview. Yeah. I know right and then I gave a presentation and and then it was just history I've all corporate never did any agency um, but I've had I've worked for companies such as um, startups two startups um, Amazon T-Mobile uh, Wachovia a quantif which was acquired by Microsoft um, Groupon and a few smaller companies and then I decided to dabble in transportation industry which was very quite um, amazingly eye-opening experience because they are so active in social media because I have a great passion about social media the right way and, um, and then I just thought you know I'm going to c- consult because I just feel like my role was getting more senior enough but I I really was determined to stay in the sourcing research realm because every time I took these jobs, Mm -hmm. they saw like something, some companies want to see like they hire you for a role, but then they want you to do more. And I, I'm not, I have great respect for my full cycle recruiters and recruiters, but I'm just not interested in that role. I'm more of the hunter and the, discover like Columbus, discover America. I want to go and discover new things and and bring it to the table and then train them how to engage and stuff. Do you hook them and make the initial contacts? Or I did. I Well, that was part of my career, but I, I'm i not really into that either. I think in our world right now, um, and I think it's, I'm a rarity because I think um, other than, I don't know if you know Amy Beth Quinn, who is one of my favorites, she she was a researcher and stuff she moved into management one of the few managers i respect because she actually did the role yeah and she's moved into that leadership which i -hmm. admire but um i really love the research and these days we have to be careful on how many people touch the candidate before they even learn about the job from the can and i know we have numbers and i know we have um growth and everything but You'll burn out people when you keep on adding responsibility. Mm. To so I've been, you know, I at I this all day. You remember at
1: SourceCon, for example, when I do this at all the conferences, I asked, you know, who woos the whole way through, and it was the majority of the room. And considering it's a sourcing conference, yep, there was very little research going on. So you're absolutely right. It seems to have
0: yep. faded. Well, and all. I, and I, I think, think that's a cost also... thing. Well, I also think that the title sourcer has evolved and it's funny when I write when I read job descriptions and someone says oh we're looking for a researcher but then they have to go out and do research then they screen the candidate then they you know submit the candidate, then they have to off make offers I'm like mm, that sounds like more of a recruiter role and that's fine but I think we just tend to use keywords to get an interest and mm. then it's disappointing because they haven't done their homework on the individual and then you start questioning what's their vision of mm. the individual's career, and do they respect and relationships, right? And Which so talk about, of course. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm very passionate because I've seen a lot in the past, and I've experienced some really great leadership and somewhat so-so leadership. You know, um, so talking relationships, Are you talking between the researcher
1: and the recruiter or the I, I remember- what what are the Overall,
0: because I, I, I feel like I've experienced um, pretty much everything but the full cycle because that's where I just draw the line. Um, yeah. But I think just in in our past couple of years, I've noticed our industry kind of abusive um, and not treating each other well. And I think it's something that isn't really talked about. Uh, we're mm-hmm. so hung up on technology and we're so hung up on metrics Um and we do our focus is candidates, but in order to have that candidate a good experience, you actually have to have a good experience yourself. And if and if you're not if you're not happy at what you're doing, then that experience is just I don't know what it is, but I feel like being a true person and enjoying your job is gonna reflect on the company. Like Zillow is one of the best companies I've worked for in a very long time because they actually stand by their culture their core values um, and encourage passion and stuff. And do we have our headaches? Absolutely, I'm not, I mean, there's not one perfect company, but. um, We were talking about this yesterday, Audra,
1: um, when we were doing our (laughs) tests. And I said, the fact that you can bring your dogs to work at Zillow says so much about the company. But it's to me, that's a company putting its people first. Yeah. There's such a great benefit and a health benefit in doing that.
0: They, I, I mean, have like
1: kind of allergies, but you know what I mean. And so, yeah, <laughs> I just well, it I I, actually speaks it in volumes. Well,
0: I think it's like it. also, you know, I, you know, I I think we can get and we can get so down in recruiting. I mean, we do. We have a lot of stress in our in our industry, oh, and um, I I hadn't gone to SourceCon for a very long time. I was part of SourceCon and I'm very supportive of SourceCon and everything. But I was I was just observing a lot of conferences that started focus on more technology. And I know that moves a lot of our, our staffing industry. But there wasn't a lot of human contact. There's not a lot of how can we improve our communication? How can we work together? Because as a sourcer, I'm not lumped in. I don't want to be lumped in in a category. I want to be looked at as a contributor and a value add to a team. And understand what I do and where I want to go. And it was Shannon who does um, usually interviews with the keynote speakers. And um, and I was stoked to know um, that's an old term, stoked. um, (laughs) Shannon was our new editor in chief for SourceCon, and she had she sends out regular links. And it was a video of being human, and I'm like, okay, this piqued my interest. And But I didn't know who Katrina was either. And and it's weird because I really I feel like I was <laughs> <laughs> I, it was weird because I, I, really, <laughs> I really feel if you lead with good intentions, um, mm. good things happen. Um, and I've learned that a lot, too, and not get really down in the dumps and stuff because our industry can really beat you up. But um, so I clicked on a link. I'm like, I'm gonna do it. first, it was really cool to see an Australian with a living in England. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. And then Katrina started talking about being human and can you automate human? And I'm just like, I'm in love. I mean, I was like, oh, my God, what happened? This is like right on, Shannon. So I, find, I said, I have to meet Katrina. And that really started getting me going because sometimes in our world, in our minds, we don't feel we have a voice. And when I say we, I think sourcing more than recruiters. And I know, again, recruiters um, have a lot on their plate. That's why I don't understand there's actually still full full cycle recruiting. And that's Mm -hmm. where I kind of push on leaders who try to identify people and just want to group everybody into one category. And that's our industry has established itself that we don't really need that anymore. What we really need to do is look at our roles and say, and how to grow an individual other than what that leader used to be. You know what I mean? I think we tend to hire leaders and leaders tend to hire either their friends or hire people like them and they don't challenge themselves as leaders, you know? Um, And we tend to, then we compete with each other. Like here we're working for the same company and some reason all the metrics are across the board the same, which doesn't really move the bar for either role. And then recruiters like looking at sources as if there are su- for their support system and the word yeah. partnership is loosely used. And so when I engage with my recruiters, even higher managers, because sometimes we have prima donnas in that category, um, you almost <laughs> have to re educate <laughs> You have to re-educate people, and some people are afraid to do that. And I don't think we should be afraid to ask for respect, learn how our relationship could actually become stronger if we understood our role. Like, I'm very adamant about my what I do. And I guess it's also learning how to communicate what you need in your role. You know what I mean? So because I've had a lot of recruiters – have been awesome partners and i've had a lot of recruiters have been sucky because we are competing with each other it's like if i'm going to present a candidate um, and the recruiter has the same kind of numbers but then they have to source too so I, that's a concept i never understood so you have a sourcer you have a recruiter and some reason the recruiter has to source too And I get it because there's active candidates, there's internal candidates, the referrals. Okay, great. But if you have a sorcerer who's partnering with you, that relationship should be strong. That recruiter should say, okay, my can my sorcerer or my partner sorcerer has just provided five solid candidates. That should be Mm -hmm. a priority, and that tends to kind of teeter. They make
1: it so it's a competition, and they don't do that, right? I've not heard of this before, have you? Oh, heard
0: yeah. of mm, a little bit,
1: yeah. And I and no.
0: I think and and no. I also think that, that you need a right
1: person for the role, no matter where it comes from,
0: right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's where um, I like Zillow. Not to promote Zillow, but um, they right, actually the get it. Way. I think they get it because they actually have talked to the recruiting and the team, and and so they know when they want need research, they come to me and I provide, and then from the research, the recruiter, the sourcer reaches out, screens, and then hands it over, and then the recruiter develops that relationship. All along, the candidate knows what's going on, and I think sometimes when there's too many people um, touching that candidate, it can get really confusing, and very, it takes a long process,
1: and I know in our industry,
0: we're constantly trying to So that.
1: Have you been there two years?
0: Uh no, uh no. Um I think I'm coming up. I was a contractor and then turned perm. So it's about a year and a few sh- some change. So when you started, I take it then you're coming in cold and creating this sort of
1: partnership. Yeah. So how have you gone about doing that and was there resistance or
0: Um you know, I think it, when you actually come in with experience and doing what you're doing you find yourself re-educating people because they're not used to someone being proactively saying, okay, what is the needs? This is, you know, everybody has their, their special, special way of intake or their special. I mean, I'm, sometimes I get um, kind of blown away when people don't know what an SLA is or um, an intake form and what's Mm -hmm, the importance of it. Um, I'm not, I'm not really a stickler about how it's, um, given or, but I'm, I think it's really important to have a solid relationship and trust, you know, I mean, I'm not saying all sources are equal um, and I'm not saying all recruiters are equal. I think, I think one of the key factors that we tend to forget is that we can learn from each other
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there's no, there's no sense of uh, disrespecting each other or, you know, uh, bashing each other or. It, it can get crazy in their industry. And, and I know that it some people get a little fun, and, and it's not fun, it's actually quite hurtful and damaging if you ask me. Um, and, and is that the ripple effect you yeah. mentioned? Yep, the ripple effect. And mm-hmm. I also think that um, learning from each other really opens up a vulnerability um, because, again, that human competitiveness, um, I feel that when I meet with my recruiters or even hiring managers, I don't pretend to be what I'm not, you know? Um, but I bring table what I know and, and I bring, uh, a, like that, or do you think that's come from experience? I don't know. Do I think it's, it's I've always been that way I though. I but, think, you know, it's, it takes
1: a brave person to go, do you know what? I don't know that. And I think some of us feel under pressure to go, I do. Yeah, that's the vulnerability well, I all the time. And I'm like, I can't actually answer that, but I'll go find you someone who can, or I'll come back to you. Or, but it, it, do you know what I mean? It's like oh, I've that in my 20s. Yeah. I, well. Audrey went to say something, and I cut yeah. her off with you. I think
0: some people just think it, it means that they're weak if they say they don't know. But yeah. it's just worse if they try and cover it up, for yeah, sure. And, you know, I, I think it's, especially in a sourcing role because, again, I can only speak for what I know and what I've done in the past. But in a sourcing role, we tend to be in the back in the back, um, even though we talk to the candidates and stuff, um, it's just our nature to be the quiet uh silent person to do our job and present and stuff like that and honestly, um, I would give credit to uh, sourcecon because sourcecon gave me an avenue um, mm-hmm. a voice, and i didn't even believe that I had anything <laughs> that important to say. But I also think it's a certain personality. There's certain personalities to be an awesome recruiter and there's yeah. personalities. And I think that's where we miss the mark sometimes when we get in a reactive recruiting model, um, hurry up, up higher weight, hurry up, hire, up, higher weight. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I know it's a challenge because we all talk about authenticity. We all talk about innovation, but we tend to go right back to what we know. Um, mm. And my I, the confidence that I've built, but I've also put myself in vulnerability to where, look, I don't like talking to candidates. It's not my thing, um, to be really honest. But what I do like is learning new tools, learning mm. how to engage with people. Because if I'm going to engage with people, I want people to know me first before I know them. And so I'll do my research before I even connect with somebody and I won't even connect with them on a level. I'll actually go see if they're going to be at a meetup and I'll meet up with them. I'll go up to them and say, Hey, I saw your photo on LinkedIn. I would like to talk to you. And they're, they're like, uh, you're a stalker, um, which is one of the yeah. characteristics of a sorcerer. Yeah. Um, um, thanks for the compliment. I yeah. sure am. <laughs> but I see, I, I, I also think that, that as a
1: someone who's Sorry, just Jim's written a comment which is quite funny. Back on your earlier thing when you're talking about SLAs, you'd written sourcing loves assignments. Maybe yeah. that should be stalking loves assignments.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, sourcing loves assignments. Uh, oh my God, I'm gonna have to steal that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I cute. like the stalker one though too. Yeah,
1: um, You're absolutely right. There is a different mindset. Totally. Like, I love teaching it, and I love. Doing it when I'm gonna teach it. So yeah. I go in and go speak mode. But if I had to do that down and i I go demented, I need that the contact. I need yeah. to talk to people. I need to I think sorry. the
0: closing part, negotiation and closing is not for everyone. No. You know, some people are just not gonna like that and be great at it. And that's fine. Well, and, and I think that's I think that's where um leadership fails sometimes. And it's not on purpose. I mm. think it's that um I think the business, I think we almost have to do a, re, a reboot and in so many different levels, but it's buying into it because again, it allows us to be vulnerable and some leaders don't feel like they, they're either egotistical or, um, and, and I've noticed that too, or they're vulnerable to where they just want to please the client. And the word <laughs> client needs to be removed because to me, um, unless you're in your own business, unless you're an agency and you build a business around that. So maybe I'll recorrect that. But in, in the corporate world, when you have internal recruiting, we're all partnering, we're all there for a purpose to make the company successful. And I think we tend to wanna please, please, please and forget like we're all human, human being. Um, we're not automated. I don't wanna be an automated um, person. Um, I have feelings, I have ideas. Do they all work? Nope. You know. Um, I think sometimes we're afraid to fail because that means that you're not good enough. Mm. And I, I think, I think, um, gosh, I'm not going to say the company, but um, I think after a few uh, experiences, I decided it's like, you know what? I have to change my mindset to where I am a really good sourcer, a yeah. really good researcher. So I'm actually changing my title to researcher because sorcerer, it's just like, you know, it doesn't have any. Yeah, yeah. When you say recruiter, you know what it means. You say sorcerer, is that a recruiter? Is it a pre screener? Is it, you know, a monkey? I mean, I don't know what it is anymore. Well, that was that whole thing, wasn't it? About,
1: you know, what you're talking about isn't right for this audience. And yet that entire audience are making contact the whole way through, yet they're meant to be sources. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. It's, and I think it, 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 it depends. On the company, yeah, it depends on actually how much the company is prepared to invest in recruitment, which again goes back to the I crazy thing. People I think run that the is. company. Why aren't we investing in them? But you know, that's yeah,
0: investment—that's yeah. a really interesting word of investment. I think again we use um, fluffy words because it sounds yeah. really good, but it's the what's behind it. I mm. think it's the same thing using a tool, right? Everybody's Mm -hmm. so excited for the first shiny new tool, but then, oh, wait, it has some faults. Oh, wait, it has some damage. And the next thing you know, that tool just goes away and it's there and, you know, or like if we want to um, have an event and you want to invest in it, but then you don't get a return, what is the return? Is Mm. it actually trying to get a higher or are you really truly, especially in diversity, are you really truly understanding that community enough that it's going to take up to years to really yes. get that um, brand out there? Um, yeah. and-, and you take like, with Tenable and cybersecurity? If they're running cybersecurity
1: meetups, I have no idea if there is such a thing, by the way. But, <laughs> you know, but you're not going to go in and go, hey, it's Tenable's meetup, because people will go, oh, it's just in a you know, pitch for recruitment. Yeah. But, you know, it could... One, it could be, you don't see the return immediately. Right. Because you, yeah. you, it's, you,
0: it's hard to manage sometimes, like you were saying.
1: Yeah, and I, I you know, think- I, I got called up and they went, we're booking you because we ha- saw you at SourceCon. We're booking you because we heard you're at S R S C That was the first time I've had the direct connection. Yeah. And it's, that's how it is. Like everyone just sort of sees you. So it's well, the same thing with meetups. It can take time, but you're getting to the people who are offline.
0: Yeah, and you know, I don't, I don't know if it's just, lighting. well, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's me, um, and I've always questioned, like, I, inter- I get that we have to measure success, right? And I get we have to measure why we have so many recruiters and stuff. But there's, there's true measurements. And then there's kind of like a measurement to where is that person really partnering well with people? How are we empowering our, our employees or our colleagues if we're constantly measuring them in the wrong way? You know, Mm -hmm. and I think we get as recruiters uh, and I lump us all because we're driven by goals. We're driven by numbers. But Mm. I think with social media and vulnerability and the um, topics that have been discussed, data shows, data shows that the numbers will happen if you have a solid relationship. And but then if the numbers doesn't happen, does that mean the recruiter is really bad? Or, you know, because there's so many things to take in consideration and it's sort of like such an old conversation, but it's constantly being had. So how are yeah. we changing it? How how we challenge our leaders? Like, you know, I can't tell you how many recruiters have lost their jobs because they couldn't hit their numbers, but they're awesome recruiters. They have great yeah. relationships with hiring managers. They have great relationships. But then, you know, I also have heard, oh, recruiter comes a dime a dozen. No, they don't. I, mm-hmm. I, I disagree with that. And big yeah. com- corporations, like Amazon's probably very successful with doing that, but you get burnt out. And then when you start hating yeah. your job, it's like, it's no fun anymore, you know? But what somehow we keep we on talking about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you want to
0: do that in order. a question. Oh, yeah, sure. So we have a question here oh. from resourceful John. When starting a research project, this is for UK, okay. do you include job title in the search and if so, when do you drop it and drill down into the person? Um, well, I don't talk to the person, so I don't I don't know how to drill down um, as far as job titles. I think it's important to have an understanding what that is, because, as we know, um, a job title changes as you present candidates. Um, you can start out as this SDE didn't turn out to be a pro- product manager and you're like, uh, what just happened? Um, mm-hmm. But I, I do uh, because as you know, most people have titles on their resumes, have their bios they're about me. But I, I think when you ask about drill down, I look at their career path. I see if how their activity within their um, community um, and I do, I don't, I don't own a LinkedIn recruiter account, I don't really do LinkedIn. It's valuable to some degree with research and competitors and stuff, but I try to go out and identify and more and more people are using the social platforms and I'm discovering new communities when I do that. And sometimes it's reading articles about a person who's talking about um, their work. You know, Mm -hmm. and again, my job is to go out and find C-level people and, and whatnot, but I do I do find articles, and I tell, I show my recruiters why I shared that article, and I walk them through the process. But um, and I encourage them to do the same, and you know, and I use some tools and stuff. So yeah,
1: mind you, I think Jim had some great job titles <laughs> up there: monkeys, ninjas, gurus, goddesses—all syn- synonyms. The sources love him, but yeah, robots cannot Ten replace. Minutes, Robots cannot replace humans. They are merely tools that humans use. That's so true. It's really funny because I always go back, you know, we're, uh, of course, you know, it's a buzzword bingo at the moment, isn't it? On top of diversity yes. about the whole, we're going to get replaced by robots. And I, just, I was in the bank when automatic teller machines came in. There are still human beings in the bank. Yes. So there are fewer tellers. I'm not denying it. And it's the same with the uh, self-checkout. In the yes. market, I right? I love it. You hate it, Richard hates it. But like, I know people who will not go to the self checkout. I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See if, I, I, I like still you know, human beings there and there still will be human beings there. The only thing about the self checkout, they won't let you check out alcohol. Ah. Yeah, no, we have somebody there who will um approve it. Yeah, see, they won't do that in America Because you yeah. know you got, I can't I, it, like I can't send in my twelve year old to grab the tequila, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> Well, you probably can't do that anyway. You oh can't. no! Oh well, My kid's like, your <laughs> yeah, alcohol's bad.
1: The um, bottle shop is outside of the supermarket. You can't even buy booze in the supermarket. And having lived here 15 years, I completely forget that and I go you home and um,
0: like, <laughs> I think one tool that is underrepresented is um, the phone, um, yeah, right? Uh, and when I say the phone, I've connected with candidates by checking in. <laughs> I don't. I no. I I I, use, I actually have several tools, and I have when I check in, I leave tips and stuff. Um, and yeah. I know what you. I know why you're laughing, but I'm going gonna... to comment. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, when
1: you see Jim's in the side chat, it's like it's I we know. laugh a I lot know. randomly. I uh,
0: but you know I. For sure. to yeah. Me, I do connect with candidates when they actually respond to my puzzles and stuff. I leave, like, when I check into airports, I leave a on Square, Foursquare. I leave tips, and I'll, I'll just ask a puzzle, and if you can, you can solve this puzzle, I then I'll give you a prize. And the That's prize cool. is is introducing it to a hiring manager. You know what I mean? Um, and okay. I and usually okay. they reach out to okay. me. You go back, 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 back. Okay. How are they
1: finding your puzzle? Oh, I, I'm. You know what foursquare is etc but you know well form. you know
0: um there's a lot of things that you can check in with and on foursquare you can leave tips and then tips uh they can't be removed until you remove them yourself and the tips
1: randomly are, at the airport leaving a tip how is that person the right person for you well i
0: do the research on them so if the puzzle is a coding puzzle i know it's an engineer so the it's it's geared towards what my intention is right my intention is to find engineers or a product manager and i usually work with um i when i work with the hiring manager i usually ask them questions and one of the questions like how can i ask a question not asking them about their job you know yeah, yeah. Okay. Actually, I think that
1: goes a bit back to what John was saying. Like rather than searching for a job title, you're searching for phrases within a resume yep. or a bit of code or a bit of, yep. I think that's what I'm getting at. Yes, Mike, that's a very good point. Mike's being Mike. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ms. B-Human uses the non-human checkout. Okay, okay, let me just explain. Um, <laughs> because it's highly important on this, our 50th show. Um, in, in the UK, they are timed at how fast they swipe it and bag it. So they literally oh, walk wow. and throw your food, and, yeah. and and you're trying to keep up. I oh, know they. Sorry, we bag it. They swipe it, throw it, and you're trying to keep it's up. The bag here. I can't keep up, so I go it's to self checkout because the oldies. Oh, here so they're
0: so slow. slow. Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> I just like to swipe and put in the bag at my speed yeah. and not throw the stuff I've worked hard to purchase. Anyway, that's nothing off- like that.
0: You know, so you know I, I have a. I think it's funny. Um, someone says we have says, ourselves though. You what? We have to bag it ourselves. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: forget about that.
0: They literally yeah, like it. Oh my God. It's yeah. me anyway, throwing it and stuff. Um, yeah. nothing to I, do People with it, like, ask me, and, you know. People ask like, Kay, what kind of tools do you use? And I'm like, I'm the tool. And and then right. when I said it, I mean, seriously, if you say I'm a tool, there's a common phrase, I don't know in your world, but in my right. world is like you're a tool. Yeah. It's like yeah. so it catches people off guard when I say that, but um I I think tools, I think there's uh, quite a bit of tools, which, you know, SourceCon shares quite a bit, Um, but it has to be a human to use those tools. Mm -hmm. And I don't care. Artificial intelligence, very, but again, we're, we're removing that human factor. That's why there's human resources. So, you know, when, when I heard uh, um, Katrina talk about being human and everything, it's like, oh my God, finally someone's getting it. And When um, it's an honor, first of all, to be on the show, and I really appreciate it. Um, and I was very excited to know that I could have talked about anything. And I said, I don't want to talk about tips and tricks. And I don't want to talk about, like, sourcing stuff. I want to talk about being human uh-huh. and allowing us to accept what we cannot achieve without. Sometimes we have to fail to achieve And and I don't hear a lot about that in conferences. I really don't. And so when Katrina brought it up of being human and automating and stuff, and she felt, she showed this emoji um, thing, which was (laughs) Thank you, Jim, that was cool, Jim, by the way. That, I I was just like, I wanted to learn how to do that just for, you know, um, uh, but I couldn't bring myself to it. It was like, okay, I can't, I can't do this. Um, But it's true. I mean, we're all shorthanded. I mean, short doing short, shorthand and um, emojis and stuff like that. And I look around with my kids and they're all driven by electronics. And so mm-hmm. I think being like relationships and respect should be the number one and yeah. really understand if you're going to reach out to me for opportunity, please understand what I want to do. But then, Identify the passion and build on the passion because, like, what better way to be successful by having someone do their job and loving it at the same time? Knowing that there's, we all know there's metrics, but I truly believe when you have a strong team and from leadership to the employees, then mm. your numbers will show. And, it's you know, when you, when you think about why the emojis came
1: about, because of course, <laughs> I could send Audra a message. And you wouldn't know if I was being sarcastic or funny or right. grumpy or, and there was so much miscommunication. So we ended up creating the emojis for that. Oh, and yeah. then the emojis became bloody shorthand that I can't read. But it, it, it actually came about because the technology was actually showing how inhumane we were being. Yeah. i thought that through before. So thanks for that, Kay. You are that. Yeah, like sticky out tongue that Vanessa's just sent. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, before emojis, we had LOL. So yep. we still are trying to find a way to express it, but it just made it easier. Yeah. But yeah, it it just,
1: like my favorite thing now to do on Messenger is to get rid of the thumb up and change it to like a fist pump or a dog or something. So people stop being lazy and going every three seconds? Yeah. <laughs> Messenger and Messenger, I'm just such a geek.
0: Well, but. you know, and I feel like it's been a journey for me because uh, for a long time I didn't think I had a voice and then SourceCon gave me a voice and now you can't shut me up. But also, I also feel that if you're not challenging the system, we mm. we will never improve who we are. Um, yeah. and, and I'm not saying you have to accept everything, and I'm not saying you have to go along with everything. I think it's up to you how you want to challenge it. I think you can still be respectful with one another. I don't think if you're a phone sourcer, you don't have to cut me down. You don't have to insult me and – You know, we all have um, something to provide. We all have value. And I think our industry is hard enough uh, Mm. without putting each other down. Um, And then I also reflect on the leadership that you're drawn to. You know, if you're drawn to people who, like, micromanage and want you to do numbers, 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 then, you know, more power to you. I would end up, like, probably in prison or something because I don't want to be treated – like an automated person. I want to be treated with respect. Um, do I, is there things that I do that I have to do that's uncomfortable? Yeah. But I think that's a personal growth. You can do it or you can have control on what you want to do. But if you do that, bring to the table, the knowledge that you bring. And sometimes I think we sell each other. We sell ourselves short and we're not, we're not coming to full tilt of who we are. I mean, I know it sounds really spiritual, but that's I'm a very like, spiritual person. You know, so... Decide, sounding decidedly
1: like a millennial. You yeah. know, apparently that's what they all want. You know, yeah. what, everything you've just said you want. Yeah. Oh, self-respect is a bit of choice over career, but could you manage me the way that's best for me so that you bring out the best in me, all that kind of stuff. Right.
0: Well, I it, al- it also makes you wonder, stuff. like, um, I've had some really great leaders uh, and, I had some, and I have some really great mentors. Um, yeah. but you also makes you wonder how, who's helping them. You know, yeah. um, I believe in mentoring people and I believe in being a mentee and I find it really interesting. And I think we talked a little bit about this yesterday, Katrina, how hard it is to ask and how hard it is to give. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and for me, I find, and I was raised on, what's that saying, do unto others as you want to do unto yourself or something like that. I'm not really good at quotes, but you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I've lived that law for all my life and I raise my kids that way. And when I don't, when I don't have time, (laughs) speaking of kids, sorry, uh, when I don't have time, I don't let that person know, but I still connect with them. Um, I believe in good intentions and I believe that if you help someone, it's going to come back. And I really feel that has happened, but it's taken me some time to allow myself to be open um, I think vulnerability is something that we're not used to in our industry. <laughs> you know, um, and I also which think you should surround yourself. People industry. Huh? It, it, which is crazy because we're a people industry. I know. I, I know. And I also think that we all have our tribes. And, um, so, you know, sometimes you look and it's like, oh, that's not my tribe for me and stuff like that. But I really work hard on not judging. Um, Mm. And again, it's really hard not to. Um, Mm. So I think that it would be great to see more leadership talk about being human than data or numbers, or this is how I designed a recruiting team. And it's like, really, the recruiting team has designed it. You know what I mean? Uh, Um,
1: Do you think that's going to change that? Because I feel that, you know, I'm talking about with, Google, even though you were concerned that search might go from Google, but that Google world we live in, that mm-hmm. we see in, I and I don't think, again, I just still don't think it's just the millennials who actually want to know what the CEO is up to, want to know what the managers are up to. Like, you want to see it all before they want to come and work for you. Yeah. So you, like, there has to be a shift to them being more open well, and I think it's, what they're doing and the direction. And
0: Well, I think that's why they, I think you get to a point in, in the hierarchy or the leadership that where the mentorship is not there, you yeah. know? Um, I think, I think all leaders can improve, uh, uh with, uh, the, the CEO of, um, Virgin yeah. uh, Branson. He's amazing. I mean, I've never met him or anything, but what he talks about is like, wow, people can really learn stuff from him. You know, he has dyslexia. I didn't know that. Um, That was, that's an I, but, um, but I also think it's not just the leaders. I think just the business alone, like running a company is not easy. So, you know, how are they leading the company? You know, how are they setting examples? And then again, I think it's like, you know, there's so many different factors that most of us may not even understand. But I think when you treat people, because you're running a business and I understand that, But I think that when you actually understand the individuals and passion, why not believe in that, that they're going to do their job? Like, so, so in other words, like I did, would not take a job at Zillow if I didn't feel like they didn't believe in me and they actually show that they value me. Um, They, they want to know my opinion. Do they always, do I always get my way? No. Um, I wish I did, but so do my kids. How do they show it? I but the uh, by actually implementing the change, by actually saying, let's try it, you know, um, one of the things I love about Zillow is that you have a you have a uh, area, you have space to try and then space to fail, mm. but it's when you fail is what do you do next? You do yeah. just accept failure and say, say, oh, just push it under the rug? Or do you Mm -hmm. take it and learn from it and say, okay, so this is what I learned from this. This is how we can improve it. Or my bad, it didn't work. It's not putting the company at any risk. It's not, it's not, we don't do anything like that. I mean, there is a level of professionalism that I hope we all have. Um, Mm -hmm. And, but I think it's also having a leader who empowers you to be your best person. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. and and still hold you too. Like, okay, you're going to do this, so I want to see some results. What are your measurements? What are you going to do about um, showing the value that you were so passionate about? But we're honestly, we all have, we're all in charge of our our worth. I think absolutely um, on that. I feel very holistic. Sure. that question. Um, sure. Yeah. It's okay. Type of artist are you? We saw that on your, I think, LinkedIn, oh, wow. right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> guys, with it, right? Because that's who you are. I, I, I <laughs> like um, who's this resourceful John. 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 I love him. I like John. Thank you, John. I really. Well, first of all, I appreciate that. Um, if I could, I'm I'd live, like well, an artist. Sounds kind of don't cool, Tell us, an artist. <laughs> um, what kind of
1: oh,
0: artist? It well, it's it's kind of hard because I I paint in watercolors and I paint in oils. Um, if it's an oil, it's more figurative. Um, I call it identifiable asp- abstract, uh, where you c- it's abstract. I think my strength is color. Um, all my paintings, if you look, you can't identify a certain style, but I think color is my um, focus uh, because I feel like I can paint something really brooding, and color brings a certain level of emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been painting since I was yay high. Uh, professionally, I've been painting for thirty years in galleries and stuff like that. I also do watercolors, and watercolors are uh, either celebrity portraits um, or uh, <coughs> Japanese abstract landscapes, floral and stuff like that. So you're one with the dog sitting next to. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And and it's it, I have a house to steal that at some point. I have a puppy. I have a puppy. Um, not really a puppy. He's a German Shepherd Golden Retriever mix, and he's really. We went camping for the first time, and so he's really brought some level of uh happiness. So I try to reflect that in my paintings.
1: Vanessa has written a very good point here, which is just gorgeous. I believe all successful people have a good outlet. Yeah, I love wildlife. Know, I, I, do my and I do scrapbooking and all sorts of geeky stuff like that, and I love it. And you know,
0: funny, I was meeting my manager last night for drinks, because uh, we're here in San Francisco uh, for some meetings, and I said, you know, sourcing, I'm not sure about recruiting, but actually I do. So recruiting any kind of, recruiting sourcing and stuff i find that when you leave recruiting you still find yourself in serving people like i have a lot of friends who went from recruiting into a uh, decision or massage therapy something that helps people yeah but then they come back because the money's so much better but um but it's the same thing with sourcing i mean <laughs> i love
1: vanessa's comment sorry oh, that's okay I'll get out of town. I share Fox photos. We have to. We just have um, scary things you have down there in Africa.
0: I think the creativity, I think that's why I stayed with the sourcing aspects of it because of the creativity. Yeah. Um, and I think I've met some really incredible recruiters a lot more than none um, that love their creativity is their words, the way they Mm. speak to people. How, I mean, you have to be creative when you're making offers sometimes and you have to be creative on when you're dealing with a prima donna hiring manager, you know, which are many. Um,
1: I was having fun this morning with a client like showing her all the ways to get just from the boring GitHub and dig, 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 and find it and pull that into a conversation with them. And she's just going like, that's so cool. And no, we're not talking about my nail polish. Mike, what is he going
0: on about? Um, (laughs) Speaking of being a creator, Um. Anyway, sorry, this random comment. I, can, well. I can share my website on the. Can I put my website up there? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If okay. you
1: know the okay. link. I, I didn't. Know, I don't know, can me. I
0: actually? Oh, I have to write something
1: nice. I was too scared to go off and get it and bring it back and put it in. With when is your book
0: out? Oh, my book. Uh, it is being published on May fifteenth, and yeah. uh, it's it's called um, the Artful Journey to Your Soul. Uh, it's been a two year project I've been working with somebody who's um, a spiritual leader Um, and basically it's a book that is active meditation so and self predictions so you you have like you color a medallion as you're coloring you're doing a meditation and the primary color will show you that day what your day is going to be like and stuff like that Um, Mm -hmm. there's also um, at activity meditation because i'm one who has so much in their head that if i sit in a room and i'm humna 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 uh i fall asleep (laughs) and so much for meditation and maybe that's why body's saying you need to sleep but so i my wife
1: with their heads going at the end of the day fight with the hiring managers and what else am i like
0: yeah and so there's a lot of um New methods I've discovered, like there's emotional uh, freedom tapping, which is my method because it's hitting all the different acupuncture, but it keeps you awake (laughs) because you're constantly, you know, tap and tap. Um, It's it's been awesome. And so I really feel that um, it was time to write something like this. And so I I wrote it along with my other, my co-author, Judy Lund, and um, it's out on May 15th. Can we get it at Amazon? It it will be on Amazon. Um, I'm going to send out a few copies to a few people um, a and Blurb. Facebook. Say that again.
1: Facebook page as well, isn't there? Yeah,
0: on the Facebook, um, there's a Facebook called uh, my page, the Artful Journey to Your Soul. um yeah. the, um, did you
1: know that Ko is a Greek Cypriot beer? Just thought. <laughs> I <it's> did <laughs> so know that. Um, Jim is going, Hamda, humda Hamda. Humda. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> on the vodka in her water bottle, <laughs> it's all happening in the comments today.
0: <laughs> okay, one thing we didn't even get to touch upon, and we have just a few more minutes, but I want to talk about your social IQ ideas. I thought that were really neat.
1: Yeah, that's cool. My what rule number three your social oh, IQ. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Work on your social life. We're talking about human human but I think on social media, it's important, too. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, you know, um, i got to bring it up. I'm sorry. It's early. Social radar, social
1: style, social knowledge. Oh, yeah. Social. Kay, sent us a cheat sheet in case you're wondering what she's up to. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, in for future guests. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but no Kate's been organized <laughs> well I just felt it was important because sometimes I could just you know this is a really interesting topic and well, we so what time is it 7 a.m you know well I yeah. kept on waking up like oh my god did I miss it and like oh, oh geez um social oh yeah well I think that um the style, energy you present. I, again, I think when we're a lot of topics are about social media, but mm-hmm. I think uh, people don't get it by just posting. Um, or, God forbid, if you post a job, like that's yeah. not that is not what uh, you want to do. That would ruin a lot of reputation. I think the communication, like the social knowledge, is really understanding. The people you're trying to connect with, you know, mm-hmm. I have a lot of recruiters like, why aren't you following me on Twitter? And I'm like, because I'm not recruiting you, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying. I mean, I'll help you and I'll actually, you know, try to find people for you. But people I'm trying to connect with are artists, are engineers, are, you know, I, I've researched across the board. So it's not just technology, but I do marketing. I do um, human resources, finance, lawyers. Oh my God, they're the hardest. Um, so those are the people I try to interact with and, yeah. and respect, you know? Um, I know LinkedIn is a favorite tool of a lot of people, but I think LinkedIn did damage by putting that template and message everybody, you know, and no, it's not addicted LinkedIn. It's a val- valuable tool to some degree, but I feel that, we, once we automated our messages and once we had that pressure of get your numbers, um, whether you're agency or not, I think that had really damaged that human connection. And I it think because I'd never seen this before,
1: cause I, I, I teach how to use it free or very cheap. So I hadn't seen the back end of the recruiter license. And my wow. client was doing that earlier in the week and she can't reject people. So she can't. Unless she's wastes an email on them. She can't reply and go, Oh, look, I'm really sorry you're not right for this one, but can we keep you in mind? Blah 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 Like use your crap different day. And she's just going, There's no way to do it here.
0: Yeah.
1: They have said to her, Well, you don't need to reject people. People don't expect to be rejected. And I'm just like, What like what? See I mean that's the- my client. So I've no idea if that's the case. I'd love it if anyone else has a recruit license to let me know. But I was gobsmacked. I was just, what are they doing? They're just adding
0: to the spam and the noise and the well, and you know, it's interesting because I I don't I don't think the numbers really say it, um, but the actions of those who are on LinkedIn, especially when they're engineers, and when even when I talk to hiring managers, and we're building out on like how to approach people and and more and more um, recruiting, and I think this is really interesting. Recruiting is allowing hiring managers to reach out because. If you're going to reach out to some, if you're an engineer, you want to hear from an engineer because recruiting recruiting industry has spoiled the most of it. The reputation as a recruiter, you're like, oh, I don't want to hear from recruiter. So when the hiring manager goes, well, why do I why do I need you? And I'm like, well, let me. before I said, okay, so would you rather hear from a recruiter or would you rather hear from a colleague? They're like from a colleague. I said that's why you need me because. Once you have that person, then you can easily just say, "Great, I'm going to introduce you to my recruiter, they're going to take care of you." I'm doing my job as a researcher. I'm providing the profiles you and I are, you and I as a as a team because again, we work for the same company, maybe different roles, but we work for the same company. Um, We're trying to be strategic, and I think the word strategic is always thrown out there. And I also think that a hire manager should not be protected of what we go through. They actually should be seeing what we go through and you, they actually gain a little bit more respect for us Yeah, when they participate and stuff. And it's also ownership. I think one of the downfalls most companies that I've experienced is like, they don't hold the business responsible for not hiring people. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a great slate of candidates and the hiring manager is like, yeah, can I see some more? I know it's our job to say, what are you talking about? You know? But, but if they then, don't,
1: you, they won't listen to you. And then. Right. And so we just go get more.
0: So it's refreshing. Like, it's refreshing to me to work for a company like Zillow to where I can go to uh, the CTO or I can go to an engineer and saying, hey, I'm trying to get a hold of this candidate. Would you send an email? And they're like, sure. You know? I mean, I would send, you know, whatever. Um, And even if they're busy, they'll take the time out because again, and that could now to be fair, it could be because we're still small uh, and we're growing and stuff like that. But I think if we took, we just took a step back and breathe, Mm. um, and really understand the talent that we're looking and, and realistically how hard it is, Mm. then I don't know. I, I, I have this, uh, really crazy notion that our industry would change and actually we can become actually the true people who we are like the SMEs, you know, subject matter experts. But if we're just a number, no, thanks. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. So I think that's, that's where you, you, the social knowledge and the respect for one another uh, and also the needs, you know, like I might have different needs than you do. Yeah, and and I'm I'm lucky enough that I've worked with some recruiters that I have to I have to babysit or I have to friendly remind them, but mm-hmm. then I said, look, if you don't give me your attention, then I'm going to be your worst nightmare, and that be mm-hmm. constantly bugging them. You know, I'm be I'm be like that annoying aunt or cousin that I'm going to be constantly say, what's going on? What's going on? And they're gonna like, okay, okay, already. But I don't think we really yeah. need to have that kind of relationship, you know. Yeah. This reminds me of a lot of our show with Chris Kurtz about how a team could do better if the manager and the team together really understood their personalities more, mm. not just the roles, like not just you're supposed to do this, this, and this, and you do this, this, and this. But yeah. you like this, and you work better with this, and it gets complicated. Uh, and I also think, you know, going back to the openness and – and uh, to. To show that you're vulnerable, to I'm not telling the I'm not trying to make my partner, um, my recruiter partner feel less than, or mm. lacking of. Um, they don't need that. They have enough of that on their own. We put that we put each other through that, or we put ourselves through that. I'm there to say, look, I'm trying to take away some of the pressure. Mm. In order to do that, we need to have a solid relationship. In order to yeah. have a solid relationship, you need to trust me and you need to understand what my role is. I'm not just like mm. your assistant.
1: Mm. And
0: I don't think the intention is yeah. that. But I think we tend to fall into place like, oh, well, you're a sorcerer, so you're a junior recruiter. Uh, that's a no.
1: <laughs> and, and, that's,
0: and that's when you have to bring down the smackdown of education, um, mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't had that um because the first thing I say is well have you looked me up on LinkedIn? What do you mm-hmm. know about me? When I first meet with a recruiter, it's like, what do you know about me? Well, I know you used to talk at SourceCon. I'm like, wow, okay. Is that you know that's it? Yeah. Um, and that makes
1: am not Junior. Right. We've we have one minute. I'm so sorry. Oh my sorry. god,
0: I could talk to you guys I'm forever. Good. That's not yeah. fair.
1: One minute. There's some real love stuff going on in the comments on the side here, which is just gorgeous. I can't wait to get over to Facebook and see what's happened over there as well. Um, Jim agreeing with your other sources are not, yeah, are not junior recruiters, absolutely. That really gets my
0: goat, man yeah
1: i do love the fact he did just write i will not be ignored in brackets movie quote from fatal attraction so god help your recruiters <laughs> and yeah there's also the love up going on over there so i think you'll find lots of LinkedIn connections going on which is all weird because i think you should all be connected on facebook but anyway that's another conversation so i'm so sorry that we ran out of time Kay. but thank you so much for being on our Oh, uh, you're welcome
0: thank you so much for this opportunity it was a great okay. conversation
1: we have Hannah Morgan finally next week. We tried previously; we had a tech fail. Before that's that, fun. I don't know what. Happened. But this is like the third attempt. We have her next Friday, um, and she's talking recruited personal branding and all sorts of stuff. Ooh, it's going to be a good one. Yeah,
0: I'm excited about
1: that. Yeah, It's about time. She's looking at it from the other angle because she does so much work with job seekers. So quite I'm cool. really excited to hear you about that. I think Great she needs to get the stuffers on as well. They're, they're so chit chatty down the side there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Right. I right. Cubs. Bye, guys. Right, bye. You.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Nice to meet you.